I, I really felt I wanted to talk to you about the ministry of the evangelist. Uh, I, my sense is that the ministry of the evangelist is maybe not developed that much in this part of the world. And so that's my, my prayer that we can plant a seed today. That will grow in your hearts. And bring forth a harvest of evangelists to take the gospel to the world. Amen. You know, in the United States, uh, years ago, we had many evangelists. Uh, there were many who would go around and have like tent revivals. And back in the 40s and early 50s, there was a lot of a healing revival in the United States. And there was many evangelists. But after a while, it became not popular to be an evangelist. One of the reasons was a lot of evangelists made mistakes. <coughs> Some of them had moral failures. Some lacked integrity with money. And so it sort of put a stain on the, on the ministry of the evangelist. In people's minds. You see, there's things that are in people's minds that are contrary to the Word of God. And the abandonment of the evangelist ministry is one of those things. We're going to see in the Word of God that God gave us evangelists. So we have to decide, are we going to follow the Word of God? Or are we going to follow man's opinion? So I want to encourage you today to just open your minds and hearts to new truths. Bible truths. Did you know sometimes God upsets our apple cart? Do you know what that means? Uh, it's a figure of speech. Sometimes God turns upside down our thinking. And that's good. If we just keep thinking, thinking, thinking the same way, we never change. We never grow. We just down one path. We need to let God teach us. We need to renew our minds. We need to pull down strongholds. So that Jesus may be exalted. So I'd like for you to go in your Bibles to Ephesians chapter 4. And I want to talk just a few minutes about what we call the ministry gifts. 
službách And would you read Ephesians 4:11 and 12 for us please? Budeme číst 11. 12. verš. Tak jsme se někteří stali apoštoly, jiní dostali dar výřečnosti. Někdo má schopnost úspěšně získat lidi pro Krista, další umí pečovat o jejich potřeby, tak jako se pastýř zará o své ovce, a jiný zase dovede dobře vyučovat. Jejich úkolem je připravovat věřící ke službě, aby církev zdravě prospívala. It says he himself gave. Talking about Jesus. Jesus gave gifts to the church. Sometimes they have been, these have been called ascension gifts. Because when he ascended, he physically left the earth. He gave gifts unto men. He gave us gifts. They've also this has also been called the fivefold ministry gifts. Apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, and teachers. And, and these are gifts given to the church to equip the church. These are the equipping gifts. Not everyone is one of these gifts. But some of us are set apart to be, to function in one of these ministry gifts. For example, the Apostle Paul was set apart to be an apostle. And we also see that, that Paul grew into that ministry of the apostle. He was at first he was a teacher. And then he became an apostle. Now just briefly to talk about these gifts. These gifts have been compared to the hand. And we could say the apostle is like the thumb. Because the apostle works with the other ministry gifts. We might today we might call the apostle a missionary. The apostle functions in many uh, many gifts and, and um, anointings and skills. The apostle can teach. The apostle can preach like an evangelist. The apostle can serve as a pastor for a time. And the apostle is sent forth by God for his purposes. To establish the kingdom of God in the earth. And the apostle is God's gift to the body. To establish the kingdom. And many times to plant churches. And to help oversee the churches in a general way. And then the next gift is the prophet. The prophet's been compared to the pointing finger. Prorok 
je považován jako za ukazováče. Because the prophet can point out sin. Protože prorok ukazuje třeba na hřích. The prophet is concerned with purity in the church. Prorok uh, se zajímá o čistotu tvoru čistotu církve. The prophet is a ministry gift to the church. Mm. Prorok je darem pro církev. And the prophet is especially gifted in revelation. A prorok gifts. Such as word of knowledge and word of wisdom and prophecy. And then the the next ministry is the evangelist. Evangel it means the good news. So the evangelist's specialty is preaching the good news. And the evangelist has been compared to this finger. Because he's got the greatest outreach. Amen. So the evangelist is especially concerned with reaching the lost. And the ministry of the church to reach the lost. And, and then we have the pastor, which we can compare to this finger. Some have said that's like he's married to the church. The pastor is the shepherd of the sheep, whose function is to watch over the flock, to care for the individual members of the body of Christ. Both the apostle and the pastor have many different skills and functions. If we, if we were to compare them to a doctor, they would be both be general practitioners. Does that make sense? Yes. Because the pastor, he may prophesy. He evangelizes. He teaches. One of the most important functions of the pastor is to teach. And to feed the flock of God. So those two are more general. But we talk about the others, they're more specialized ministries. The prophet is specialized. Focused on purifying the church. And the evangelist specializes in reaching the lost. And then the final gift is the teacher. Which has been compared to the small finger. Because he's got the ability to get inside your ear. <laughs> Thank God for teachers. Teachers of the Word of God. They have a special ability from God to teach. Now, the purpose of each of these gifts is to equip the saints for the work of the ministry. 
A důvod, proč právě tyto dary je, abychom měli schopnost pomáhat těmto křesťanům a lidem. Sometimes we say if someone is one of these five that we talked about. Někdy říkáme, že když je jeden člověk je jeden z těchto pěti lidí. Then they are in the ministry. Tak oni jsou ve službě, ve církvi. But really biblically. Ale biblicky. We are all in the ministry. We are all called to minister in some way. And the job of these five gifts is to equip you and develop you for the ministry that you have. And they equip according to their specialty. And the anointing that's on their lives is released to the body of Christ. So if we talk about the ministry of the evangelist, the job of the evangelist is not just to go out and reach the lost, but also to equip and encourage the body of Christ to go out and reach the lost. And that's why we're here today. To encourage you. And to impart to you. To stir you up. Amen. Praise the Lord. So there is a special gift called the evangelist. But that does not mean that they're the only ones that are supposed to evangelize. Amen? Amen. We are all called to be witnesses. And even among these other five, these other five-fold ministry gifts, they are also called to evangelize. In 2 Timothy 4.5, you don't need to go there, Paul told Timothy, do the work of the evangelist. He didn't say, Timothy, you are an evangelist. Neříkal, Timothy, ty jsi evangelista. Timothy was a pastor. Timothy byl pastor. But he said, do the work of the evangelist. Ale říkal, Pavel mu říkal, dělej tu práci evangelisty. So pastors should do the work of the evangelist. Tak také pastoři mají dělat práci evangelisty. They should be reaching the lost. Mají vlastně zasahovat ztracené. One on one. Are in groups. You know, Jesus said the good shepherd leaves the ninety and nine and goes after the one. We are to be all be going after the lost sheep. And you know, Paul, who was an apostle, and you can read about this in First Corinthians. We First Corinthians chapter two. We won't go there. You might want to make a note of that. Paul said, when I came to you at Corinth, I made up my mind to preach nothing but Jesus Christ and him crucified. Now, 
Paul knew a lot about the Word of God. Pavel znal hodně věcí z Bible. But when he first came to Corinth, he knew that what he needed to give them was the message of the cross. Ale když přišel do Korintu, věděl moc dobře, že potřebuje říct tu zprávu o kříži. Because until people are saved, they can't really be taught. Protože dokud lidi nejsou zachráněni, nemůžeme je učit. You cannot be a disciple until you're born again. Nemůžeš se stát učedníkem, pokud nejsi znovu zrozený. So in that particular setting, Paul, even though he was an apostle, a v té chvíli, tak Pavel, i když byl on sám apoštol, he functioned as an evangelist. Tak fungoval jako evangelista. Amen. Now, in the Bible, we have one example of an evangelist. Máme jednu jeden příklad o evangelistu. God must have thought that was enough. So I would like for us to take these moments we have to look at the man named Philip. So let's go to Acts chapter 6. And I would like to ask you to read verses 1 through 6, please. And as we look at these scriptures, I want you to see some of the characteristics in the life of Philip. And if you are called to an, as an evangelist, this will help you greatly. But I want you to know, even if you're not, this is important to you. We need to understand how to relate to the different gifts in the body of Christ. <laughs> we need to know how to relate to a pastor. How to relate to a missionary or an apostle. And how to relate to an evangelist. Because we're a family. Thus says Susan. Acts 6, 1 through 6, please. Jak církev rychle rostla, vyskytly se neschody. Vždycky mluvící křesťané se stěžovali, že jich dovám se dostává méně podpory, než dovám po křesťanech ze židovského prostředí. Do nás a poštovů svolalo společně shromáždění celého sboru a předložilo tento návrh. My se musíme plně věnovat rozmošování božího poselství a nemůžeme tedy ještě dohlížet na pořádek a spravedlnost při rozdělení jídla. Navrhujeme vám, bratři, abyste ze svého středu zvolali sedm mužů, kteří se už osvědčili, jsou naplněni svatým duchem a dovedou moudře rozhodovat. Těm svěříme starost o hmotnou pomoc ve sporu, abychom se by mohli plně soustředit na modlitby a kázání. Zborové shromáždění souhlasilo s návrhem a poštolů a hned přistoupilo k volbě. Zvolení byli Štěpán, muž neobyčejně silné víry a plný ducha svatého, Filip, Prochorus, Nikánor, Timon, Parménas a Mikuláš, který již dříve v Antiochii přistoupil z pohanství k židovskému náboženství. Po volbě se těch sedm postavil před apoštoly, kteří se modlili a pak jim udělali pro jejich práci zvláštní požehnání. So this is the first mention we have in the Bible of Philip the Evangelist. To je první zmínka v Bibli ohledně Filipa Evangelisty. This is not Philip the Apostle who Jesus had selected earlier. This is a different man. The Apostles needed help in the church. The first thing we see here is that Philip was a church man. He was a church member. He believed in the church. 
He served in the church. He was connected to a local church. He wasn't just off doing his own thing. He had a relationship with the church. It also said he was filled with the Holy Spirit and wisdom. He was recognized at, from, by others as having character. And living a spirit-filled life. Because of these things, he had a strong foundation for his ministry. And in this period of time, he served as a deacon in the church. He was willing to do simple things. Sweep the floor. Set up the chairs. Clean the toilet. Feed the widows. Natural things. He was not too great to do simple things. Obviously, he was a man of humility. And a man who loved Jesus' church. And who loved the Lord. Amen. Let's go to Acts chapter 8. And we're going to begin reading in uh, verse 5. And let's just go one, let's just go one or two, you know, several verses at a time. So let's read verse 5 to begin with. Uh, the first thing I want you to notice here is that the Bible said Philip went. Philip went. Jesus said go into all the world and preach the gospel. Philip went. An evangelist is a goer. Many evangelists travel to different parts of the world, different parts of their country. But even if they're working mostly in one area, they're going. They're goers. An evangelist is a goer. Amen. You know, sometimes we go by the internet. Sometimes we have meetings on Skype. I'll be preaching the gospel in India and sitting in my study at home. What a blessing from the Lord. It saves on plane fare. So we have tools now that we can use. And we should use them. So Philip went. And what did he do? He preached. He preached what? Christ to them. Amen. An evangelist preaches. That's what it really means, the preacher of the good news. The word preach means to proclaim. Jesus died for your sins. That is a message of proclamation. Jesus died for you and he's alive. He rose again. 
You can be saved. Because Jesus died for you. And God loves you. And I've come to proclaim good news to you. Your sins can be forgiven. Call on the name of the Lord and you will be saved. That's preaching. We also know that there is teaching. The difference between preaching and teaching. Preaching is proclamation. To preach is to proclaim. To teach is to explain. Do you see the difference? We need both. Sometimes people that teach they think all preaching is not important. But we need preaching. There's power in preaching. And sometimes people that preach they think, oh, we don't need teaching. No, we need preaching and teaching. You know, there's something powerful about preaching that dislodges strongholds. You know, I think of the woman in, in uh, the book of Luke who was bowed over and could not stand up. And Jesus came to her and said these words. Woman, you are loosed from your infirmity. He proclaimed. He declared. It was not really a teaching. It was a proclamation of deliverance. And that's kind of what preaching is. And that's what Philip did. Let's read verses 6 uh, and 7. Přečteme si verše 6 až 7. Celé zástupy lidí mu pozorně naslouchali, zvláště když se stali svědky Filipových mocných činů. Uzdravilo totiž mnoho posedlých, ochrnutých i chromých a město bylo przeno plné těchto rodostních zpráv. Jedna věc je, že Filip kázal o Kristu. He had a Jesus-centered message. He preached the gospel of Jesus Christ. Evangelist is focused on the gospel of Jesus Christ. Keep it simple. Preach the good news. And it said when he went to the city, everybody listened to him. Hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. Unclean spirits came out of many. And many who were paralyzed and lame were healed. God wants to use the evangelist in miracles, signs, and wonders. The evangelist is helped by miracles to do the work of God. Miracles get people's attention. When we were in Benin, West Africa last year, we saw a boy who was deaf and dumb healed. 
We saw a lady who came to our meeting blind, who left seeing. These are things that let people know that Jesus is alive. Because we cannot do these things. But the power of God could do these things. Last night we were in a meeting. And the Lord gave me a word about someone with pain in their arm. I said, is there anyone here with pain in their arm? And this man raised his hand, yes, me. And he came up and we began to pray. And he had, uh, I think it was a ligament, tendon, tendon injury. And the doctor says, you will have pain until May of this year at least. But he left the meeting without pain. Because Jesus is alive. Amen. And God wants to use his people in miracles, signs, and wonders. And that is one of the gifts that's predominant in the evangelist ministry. And then read verse 8, please. Says there was great joy in the city. There's joy when the evangelist preaches. It's, it's, it's something that's in his toolbox. Or her toolbox. <laughs> Amen. Joy comes out of the city. There's joy with salvation. We're preaching happy good news. Amen. So it goes with the evangelist anointing. Joy. Sometimes I get so happy when I'm preaching. And the people get happy. It's the Holy Spirit. Ha ha ha. <laughs> Amen. All right. Um, let's read some more down to verse 12. So when they believed, the things that he preached, concerning the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus, both men and women were baptized. Immersed. So the next point I want to make is the evangelist calls people to make a decision. Let's make a decision. Let's go with God. Let's follow him in baptism. And of course, Philip in this case did not was not did not have a pastor there with him. 
Usually we try to have the pastor baptize the people that we minister to. Not as a, a, rule, a rule or a legalistic thing. But it's better that they get identified with the local church. We want them connected with the local church and the local pastor. But we call people to decision. To follow the Lord. All right, and then let's read uh, verse down through verse 17. Vyznal víru v Krista, dal se pokřít a skoro se od Filipa nehnul. A poštolové v Jeruzalémě se dozvěděli, že také Samarsko přijelo pozřít Boží zvěst a vysleli tam Petra a Jana. U Samařenu se zatím projevovala práce svatého ducha tím, že se obraceli ke Kristu a byli pokřtěni. Petr a Jan se modlili, aby i samarským věřícím byla dána moc svatého ducha. Pak na ně kladli ruce a skutečně i skrze Samařeny začala působit Boží moc. So you see, after this great revival took place, a potom, co vlastně se stala tato velká The apostles at Jerusalem heard about it and they came down. Notice Philip didn't say, oh, now I've got this covered. You guys go on back to, go on back to Jerusalem, I got this handled. No! The evangelist works with other ministries. God, God wants us to be a team. Work with the body of Christ. Work with other ministry gifts. Amen? And I have found that primarily we end up working either with apostles or pastors. Those are the ones that we work together with in a strong way. Because it's through our cooperation that we're able to accomplish something. Otherwise, you know, we can get people saved. But, but it's best if we can get them connected. So we welcome the opportunity to work with the other ministry gifts. Amen? All right, now let's um, skip down here a little bit and let's begin reading in verse 26. And just go ahead and read verse 26. Okay, here's another aspect of the evangelist ministry. He's willing to move with God. He or she is willing to obey God's direction. See, Philip could have said, well, this is great, I've got all these converts. I think I'll establish a church here and be the first pastor. But see, that isn't what God called him to do. You know, I was talking to a pastor in Slovakia 
And I don't know what it's like here in the Czech Republic. But he was what he said was if you want to be a minister in Slovakia, you have to be a pastor. The only ministry that's recognized, he said, is the ministry of the pastor. That's a stronghold. You see, this is why I'm bringing you this message. To open your mind to the truth. We need all the ministry gifts. And we need to understand whatever we're called to. That's where we need to function. And the body of Christ needs to understand this. You know, there's many places in the world where uh, people do not have a revelation of supporting a pastor financially. They say, oh, he should just work a job like the rest of us. And many times that's necessary. Don't misunderstand me. There's nothing wrong with that. But God also has a plan for ministry to be supported. The Bible says. How many think we should believe the Bible? David. Amen. The Bible says. They that preach the gospel should live of the gospel. It's right to support pastors financially. Maybe it can't be full time. If, if the church is small. But we should make an effort. And we should pray for more. Yes. And so for some people that mentality is a big step. A pro někoho, aby vlastně změnil svůj mysl, to je obrovský krok. To believe that we should support pastors. Uh, aby uvěřil tomu, že máme podporovat uh, pastory. But you know what? Ale víte co? We should also support the other ministry gifts. Máme taky podporovat i ostatní služby. Yeah, we should help missionaries. Máme podporovat misionáře. We should help the prophets do their work. Máme podporovat yes. taky proroky, aby dělali svou And the služby. teachers. A taky učitele. And we should help evangelists to go. You know, the Bible said, how beautiful are the feet of them who preach good news. I have beautiful feet. He said, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. How shall they call unless they hear? How shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they be sent? You know, we are here because people sent us here. Through their prayers. Through their financial support. We had one church that gave the majority of the money that for this trip came from one church. It's amazing, it's miraculous. But that church only has about a dozen people. 
It's mind-boggling. Je to prostě úžasný. It's humbling. Je to jako by my bychom měli pokor. They that preach the gospel. Ti, kteří hlásí hlásí. Should live up the gospel. Kážou evangelium, měli by žít. Put your hand on your head. Dejte své své ruce na hlavu. Thank you, Lord. Say thank you, Lord. Řekněme, děkuji ti, pane. For helping me. Že mi pomáháš. To renew my mind. Abych obnovoval svou mysl. To the word of God. Thank you, Lord. I think. The way you think. In Jesus' name. I command the strongholds. I command the strongholds. To come down. In Jesus' name. And all the people shouted. Amen. Read verses 27 so Philip was yielded to the Spirit. The next thing is he was willing to minister to one person. Everybody say one person. See, he had this great big revival. All these people were coming to know Jesus. But because of God's leading, he went to one person. And gave them the gospel. The other thing is he was willing to invade their world or come into their world. The Spirit said, join this chariot. Sometimes we want to live in our own little realm. Our own little comfortable circle. The evangelist is willing to get out where the sinners is. Amen. All right. All right. Let's read a little more. Verse the beginning of verse thirty, and let's read down to thirty-five. Filip přiběhl k vozu a tu slyší, že si Černok nahlas přečítá z knihy Izajášový prorost. Filip se zeptal, říká ti to něco? Ministr mu odpověděl, neříká, potřeboval bych to vyložit. Pojď si ke mně sednout a pomoz mi. Právě četl slova, byl veden jako ovce na porážku a jako beránek stichne, když mu stříhají vozu, tak ani on neotevřel ústa. Ponížili ho, ale spravedlivě odsoudili. Kdo by čekal, že bude mít tolik potomků, když ho přece zabili? Dvořan se zeptal Filipa, prosím tě, to mluvil prorok o sobě nebo o někom jiném? Here's another characteristic of Philip. He knew the word of God. Some people think all the evangelists they just have a little shallow message. They're not like the teacher that knows the word of God. You know, most evangelists know a lot more than you think. They may speak simple words, but they studied the Word of God. When someone has a question, many times they have the answer. And God had led this Ethiopian eunuch to this scripture. 
etiopský eunuch tak sečetl jedno slovo. Says he began at that place and preached Jesus to them. To a píše se, že Filip začal na tom místě, kde, kde četl ten eunuch a pokračoval dál. He's always preaching Jesus. Because Jesus is the answer. He's the way, truth, and the life. And no man can come to the Father but by him. Alright, and let's just read through the end of the chapter now. Verse 36 through the end of the chapter. Cestou přijeli k nějaké vodě. Dvořan zvolal, podívej se, voda, mohl bych i já být učněn? Filip na to, jestliže chci uvěřit celým srdcem, proč ne? A on vyznal, věřím, že Ježíš Kristus je vyznal. Etiopský ministr dal příkaz zastavení, vstoupil s Filipem do vody a ten ho pokřtil. Když se vrátili na břeh, Kristův duch způsobil, že se Filip ztratil dvořanovi z očí. Musel tedy pokračovat sám, ale měl velkou radost. Filip se pak objevil v Azotu, prošel celým krajem až k Césarii a ve všech městech existoval kříše. Amen. Again, the evangelist calls people to decision. He called him to believe with all his heart. He was baptized. And the Bible said that the Ethiopian eunuch went on his way rejoicing. When people make a clear decision for the Lord, they go on their way rejoicing. Remember the rich young ruler came to Jesus? Jesus said, leave all and follow me. And he went away sad because he didn't want to give up everything for Jesus. So he was sad. But the eunuch was happy. And history tells us that the Ethiopian eunuch, one man, went back to Ethiopia. And established the Church of Jesus Christ in that country. And the church is still alive there today. Hallelujah. And then God supernaturally caught Philip up. And put him on a, a road. He went home. And he preached his way all the way home. He just kept preaching. Evangelists just keep preaching. Amen. Amen. All right, one more verse. verse uh, Acts 21. And uh, verse 8. Uh, and so let's read verses uh, 8 and 9. So we see this is the same Philip. Philip the evangelist. Philip evangelist. One of the seven. One of the deacons. And he had a home. He had a house. He had a family. He had four daughters who prophesied. The Spirit of God was on his household. It's okay for an evangelist to have a family and have a normal life. 
You do not have to be on the road 365 days a year. You can do the work that God calls you to do. And then you can spend some time with your family. God loves your family. He loves all your families. He loves you. That's why he gave ministry gifts to you. To help you. An evangelist helps the church to win the world for Jesus Christ. We pray you have been blessed and encouraged by this message from Tom Shanklin Ministries. Tom Shanklin Ministries is reaching the world with the good news of Jesus Christ. We invite you to become part of this worldwide evangelistic outreach through your prayers and financial support. To request our free monthly newsletter, you can reach Tom Shanklin Ministries at 507-407-HELP. That's 507-407-4357. Visit Tom Shanklin Ministries online at tomshanklin.org or send cards and letters to Tom Shanklin Ministries, P.O. Box 4144, Mankato, Minnesota 56002.